Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Hello, 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 and welcome back into another episode of Believe in the ATP Tour. I'm your host, Jacob Sersosimo, and today you are listening on the Believe Podcast Network, the number one podcast network for professionals. Do you believe? Tennis right now should be a reality TV show, and as a matter of fact, it looks like Netflix is actually coming out with a series that is going to have the Grand Slams in it, and they are covering this saga that is going on with Novak Djokovic currently, so it is going to be a reality TV show at one point, but it has all the making of an absolute drama. Everything that's happened in the last two, three weeks to get to today, which is the start of the Australian Open. It is Sunday in America, but it is Monday in Australia, so I'm going to drop this pod just before the start of the Australian Open, and I'm going to give you my preview and what I think of the draw and what do I think of everything else, but first, we can't dismiss the fact that Novak Djokovic will not be playing in the Australian Open. You heard that correctly. Novak Djokovic will not be participating in the 2022 Australian Open. This comes after he got into the country without being vaccinated. Then he went to the whole holding space in the airport. Then they said, no, you got to be deported. And then he took it to court and he won the court and it said, you can be in Australia now. And then the latest developments come literally the night or the day before the Australian Open starts. And it is that a full federal court has ruled that he needs to be deported and it's in the best interest of public health that he not be in the country because of his vaccination status and his medical exemption. So pretty much what happened, even though Novak Djokovic won his day in court, it looks like the uh, Alex Hawk, who is the Minister of Immigration, Citizenship, Migrant Services, and Multicultural Affairs, which leads me to believe that he has something to do with visas of people um, confirmed that Novak Djokovic is leaving. He said uh, he he welcomes that decision of a unanimous decision of the federal court in Australia, um, upholding his decision to exercise his power under the Migration Act to cancel Mr. Novak Djokovic's visa in the public interest. So pretty much um, saying that it was his decision to go forward with this because Novak Djokovic wasn't vaccinated. So He's, he goes and goes, to date, around 43 million vaccination doses have been administered in Australia, and more than 91.6% of Australians, ages 16 and over, are fully vaccinated. So it says, accordingly, this is his statement, by the way, he says, accordingly, Australia has been able to commerce a step-by-step safe reopening of its international border as a result of the successful vaccina- vaccination program. So Novak Djokovic lost that day in court, and that literally came the day before the Australian Open. And the Australian Open didn't even release the order of play for the first day because I think they really didn't know what was going to be going on with Novak Djokovic. Well, now it's clear Novak Djokovic is not playing in the Australian Open, and he will be replaced by a guy by the name of Salvatore Caruso, who is a lucky loser in this situation and pretty lucky loser because he's not going to have a terribly tough first round match considering he is replacing the number one seed in the tournament. So he's going to get a rather easier first round match. Not saying he's going to win that, but it's better than going on and playing a big seeded player or someone or tough unseeded player because normally the number one seed gets a pretty easy draw 
out the bat. So Salvatore Caruso replaces Novak Djokovic. Now, we're not really done with what's going on with Novak Djokovic. Uh, the Australian Open, they put out a statement that said, Tennis Australia respects the decision of the federal court. As per Grand Slam rules, the number one position of the draw has been filled by a lucky loser. They go blah, blah, blah. And they said, we look forward to a competitive and exciting Australian Open 2022. Um I, th I think they do have res some responsibility on this whole thing. They're the ones that said, we went through all these third parties, made sure it was okay for him to come. I think they should have, I don't know, maybe seen what the government was going to do. They put this whole storm kind of on themselves. And I, th I think rightfully so, a lot of people are very questionable about what's going on with the Australian Open because they said they went through this big process. Well, if this process was so legit... It should have been legit enough for Novak Djokovic to enter the country of Australia, maybe have, you know, a little questioning when he gets there, but it shouldn't have been this entire storm and tsunami of what followed when Novak Djokovic got to Australia. Now, ultimately, he was going to be deported, then he stayed, and then he was going and then he got deported, and now it says he flew to Dubai late last night, but the whole thing is just wild. Um the whole thing is I think I think it's really bad for the sport of tennis, to be honest. I mean, this all could have been avoided. Everybody else there got vaccinated because they knew they had to be there. I'm guessing Stefano Tsitsipas got vaccinated because he wasn't going to get vaccinated. He came out publicly and said, I'm not going to get vaccinated unless they mandate it. Well, they mandated it. And what did he do? He got vaccinated because that's what you do. So the whole, the whole thing is kind of an absolute mess. Now, let's hear from Novak Djokovic and what he said when he found out that this was going on. This is his full statement. I'm going to read the whole thing to you. It might take a second, but I am going to read the whole thing. It says, quote, I would like to make a brief statement to address the outcomes of today's court hearing. I will now be taking some time to rest and recuperate before making any further comments beyond this. I am extremely disappointed with the court ruling to dismiss my application for judicial review of the minister's decision to cancel my visa, which means I cannot stay in Australia and participate in the Australian Open. I respect the court's ruling, and I will cooperate with the relevant authorities in relation to my departure from the country. Country. I am uncomfortable that the focus of the past weeks has been on me, and I hope that we can all now focus on the game and tournament I love. I would like to wish the players, tournament officials, staff, volunteers, and fans all the best for the tournament. Finally, I will, would like to thank my family, friends, teams, supporter, fans, and my fellow Serbians for your continued support. You have all been a great source of strength to me. End quote. I think the thing that really sticks out most for this is he says, I am uncomfortable that the focus the past weeks has been on me. One, you're the number one player in the world, right? You're going to get this focus no matter what you do. Two, you kind of put this on yourself. Like, all, like, really just put this on yourself. You were the one that didn't get vaccinated. You're the one that tried to squeeze into the Australian Open because of this reason, and it didn't work. Like, you absolutely put this on yourself. No, I know I'm sitting on this podcast and it seems like I'm just ragging on Novak Djokovic. Like, I don't like him. I do like Djokovic. Um, there's no one really on the tour that I don't like. I think Novak's great for the game. I think he has an unbelievable tennis game. I think he's exciting to watch. He's exciting for the sport. Um, I'm just not a fan of this saga of Novak Djokovic. I know a lot of people really don't like Djokovic. I'm not one of those people. I just think this whole thing could have been handled better. And you've heard me talk about this on this podcast before is the sport of tennis doesn't get a lot of media attention when it comes to international media or even you know the the big media sources in the United States 
because basketball and football and hockey and baseball are such big deals. Well, I am putting it on paper. I am putting it in this podcast in words right now. I don't think this was really good for the sport of tennis. And um, it's hard that this is kind of what people are going to take out of the Australian Open this year. And I, I believe this is two years in a row that the Australian Open has really, really, really dropped the ball when it comes to having a tournament during COVID. The U.S. Open has done uh, the tournament twice, and they've done it well. There's been other major tournaments that have gone on, and they've done it well with minimal headlines. This is twice in a row now. Last year, the Aussie Open, players had a quarantine for like 10 or 14 days before they could do anything. These are all-star athletes sitting in a hotel room before a massive undertaking of a tournament. The whole thing has just been a mess for the last two years for the Australian Open. I would say I like to have hope for next year, but at this point, I can't say I have hope for the Australian Open. In doing, in doing a great job and not, you know, not putting a bad light on tennis, but having the opportunity to really not do something great for the players. And and ultimately it comes down to the players and the fans. And this is what it's come to. Um this year in sport of tennis didn't start off great. The 2022 season didn't start off great other than the ATP Cup, which is always awesome. So uh I don't know really what else to say about this topic and what else to really dive more into because it's it's kind of it's kind of hard to talk about a little bit just because it's a sport I love and this is kind of what's going on in it. I do want to move on from this topic. I don't really want to talk about this topic all day every day. There's way more information on social media. There's way more information out there than what I'm telling you now. I'm just kind of giving you the nuts and bolts of what I think you should know. Um, I'm giving you the template to do your own research, to do your own investigation, to do your own, you know, digging into what happened in Australia over the last 14 days. There's many people, many reporters on social media, on Twitter, Ben Rothenberg being one of them. I know I shout him out a lot on this podcast, but he does great reporting. Um, and there's many people out there that, you know, have a little deeper dive in it to me, but they also were consumed a lot more about it and around it than I was. Let's move on from this topic and let's get into the Australian Open and what the top seeds are now that Novak Djokovic is not playing in this tournament. So let's go down the line. I'm going to start with the number two seed now, and it is Daniil Medvedev. Number three seed is Sferov. Number four seed is Tsitsipas. Number five seed is Rublev. Number six seed is Rafael Nadal. Interesting to see those four in front of Rafael Nadal. Not saying they don't deserve it. It's just we haven't really seen it in the last 15 years all that often. Berrettini follows Nadal at number seven. Casper Ruud follows him at eight. Felix Ogier-Aliassime, the Canadians at nine. Hubie Hercotch at 10. Sinner at 11. Nori at 12. That's Cam Nori. Diego Schwartzman at 13. And then it goes to Denis Shapovalov. I know I said top 10, but I'm, I just kept going a little bit there. A couple Canadians in the top 15. Always good to see. Rafael Nadal really... The only one out of the big three still playing in this tournament, Roger Federer, still coming back from injury, and he is the sixth seed. Um, but it, but it's going to be a really good draw. I think it's going to be a really good tournament. Um, now that Djokovic is out of the top part of the draw, it kind of opens up space for Matteo Berrettini as the number seven seed to kind of come out of that top area of the draw. Uh, first round matches to really watch. There, you know, there are going to be a few. There always is. In Grand Slams, Riley Opelka plays Kevin Anderson. Those are two very, very tall humans playing in the first round. Another one that I would recommend you watch is 
It looks like Maxim Cressy, the American, has had a really good Australian push so far. He is playing John Isner, the 22 seed. That's an All-American push in the first round. That's going to be really good. Hugo, Hugo Humpert, number 29 seed, is playing Richard Gasquet in the first round. That's going to be a good match, I believe. Um, and there's, you know, Nick Kyrgios, the Australian, is going to be playing Liam Brody, who is um, from Great Britain, and he is a qualifier. Liam Brody's all right, but Nick Kyrgios is always, always fun to watch. Um, I think the Australian Open has the capability to be an amazing tournament, and I really think it it is going to be a great tournament like it usually is. I just hope it doesn't get overshadowed by what has happened in the three weeks leading up to it. Let me talk about some champions that were given, some champions that were crowned the week before the Australian Open. Kakanakis. I don't know how to say his first name, so I'm not going to say it, but Kakanakis won Adelaide International 2. He won the second one. Uh, Gael Monfils won the first one. He lost in the second round there. But Kakanakis, that is his first ever title at home. He is the Australian. He had um, some injuries to come back from, but it's awesome to see him win on home turf, and especially since he's had you know such a struggle the last few years getting back to what he normally is. But it's really good to see, especially when players really, really do come back. Um, I don't, I'm, I don't think I talked about Sydney last time. Uh, Sydney, the winner at Sydney was Karatsev, Aslan Karatsev. He beat Andy Murray in the championship. Andy Murray was a wild card in this tournament. He beat Bashlasvile. He beat David Gaffin. Then he beat Riley Opelka and then lost to Karatsev. Karatsev's playing obviously great. So uh, those are going to be guys to watch kind of going into this Australian Open push. Um, the Australian Open starts on Monday, January 17th, which if you're listening to this podcast, it's already Monday in Australia, but it's Sunday in America, and that's when it kind of starts here in America. Um, I'm going to leave it at that. There's going to be a lot more I talk about next week when we get a week into the tournament. Um, like I said, there's so much to talk about when it comes to the Djokovic stuff. I just There's no sense in me rambling on for 30 minutes about what that is when you kind of got the nuts and bolts and you can see more on the internet if you really, really, really want to learn more about it. I appreciate you listening. Now, Australian Open, a great tournament. I believe it's on ESPN again. Go ahead, head over there, watch it. It's still going to be great tennis. And just know that this tournament is bigger than what's happened before it. Not my words. I believe Rafael Nadal said it um, earlier this week, but it's going to be a great tournament. I'm looking forward to it. And we are going to crown a new Aussie Open champion this year in 2022. Appreciate you listening. Take care of your family. Take care of yourself. Watch some tennis this week. See you later. Save big money on plant protection supplies. Now at Menards. Defend your garden with Triazicide Insect Killer. Its fast-acting formula protects lawns, vegetables, and many other plants. It kills more than 260 insects by contact, above and below ground. Choose from ready-to-spray, concentrate, or granular. Save big money on Triazicide Insect Killer at Menards. And check out our weekly flyer on Menards.com for all the great deals happening now. Save big money at You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. 
Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.